Quick disclaimer, information in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to be treated as medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare team before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, supplementation, or medication. Listen up for today's story. Wilma will be sharing her journey to dramatically lowering her blood sugar levels, losing 52 pounds or 24 kilos, and finding a positive way forward for life. Welcome to Type 2 Diabetes Talk the place where we chat about what really works to treat type 2 diabetes and prediabetes naturally with nutrition and lifestyle. If you're looking to optimize blood sugar and A1C, lose weight, reduce medications, and improve your overall health, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, type 2 diabetes nutrition specialist, Dr. Jetta. Welcome back to the second week of 2024 and episode 7 of Type 2 Diabetes Talk. I'm really excited about today's episode where I'll be speaking to one of our members, Wilma. Wilma came into DMP's programs in March 2023 and has been making so much great progress and I really can't wait for you to hear about her journey and the insights she has to share. Of course, We kicked off the new year last week by talking about what to eat to treat type 2 diabetes and pre-diabetes. And after hearing Wilma share her story today, you'll see exactly what impact having a good nutrition plan can make. So I'd say to you, please keep referring back to episode 6 and to the food list I shared in the last episode, which if you're one of our members, you can find in the guides along with other guides and resources. And if you're not a member, go grab yourself a copy of our recommended food list at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash food list. It's a really great resource to get started on the right track. Let's not mess around now, but dig into today's show. Hello, Wilma. Hello. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. Okay. (laughs) It's so nice to meet you. Yes. It's nice because, yeah, you just don't know, right? When you're starting a program and all that kind of stuff. So that's right. There's a lot of things on the internet now, so it's hard to know what to trust as well, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. So you joined in March. Yeah. So I guess that's a good place to start, Wilma, if you want to think back about what was happening for you at the time? What were you going through and what made you decide to join the program? I guess probably I was probably at my lowest. Yeah, just a huge depression because of situations. When I turned 50, it seemed like everything kind of went downhill. I am now 60. It's much better. (laughs) But at 50, I found out that I had cancer in the lining of my um, uterus. So had a hysterectomy. Yeah, recovered from that was five years cancer free. So I'm I'm good. So really blessed with that. But then with eating, that's kind of when I found out I was pre diabetic. Yeah, with my hospital stay, that was quite amazing, because that was two years into being diabetic and, and watching what I was eating and trying to get my numbers down. And when I stayed at the hospital for my hysterectomy, I couldn't believe what they were bringing me to eat when you had checked off that you were a diabetic. 
and then came to me. I remember they came the second night and said that they would have to give me insulin because my blood sugar was so high. And I, I mean, I, I do a lot of research of finding out why things are happening and what I can do. I think our bodies are meant to heal themselves and, and with food and with exercise. So I have always been against being on metformin, didn't want to start. So when my doctor found it, like at the time when I started, not when I started this program, but when I started originally, my blood sugar was 22. Wow, that's very high. For our listeners, a level of 22 millimoles per litre is 396 milligrams per deciliter. So again, that's super high. So what did that make you think about Wilma? I knew I wasn't eating right. I mean, I'm not stupid. I knew I was drinking soda. I was eating comfort food, eating late at night. Like you just know. So when they told me that, I I said, okay, relax. I'll change my diet. I'll go again for blood work in four months and see what the changes are in that amount of time. And if things aren't going well, then I'll consider going on medication. But to me, I also know myself. If I'm given a pill, that to me is a ticket to eat poorly because the pill is going to fix it. So I can just eat whatever I want. And that's not the way I wanted to go. So I decided that, yeah, I changed my eating plan and do all that. So in four months, went back to the diabetic clinic and my blood sugar had gone from 22 to 10. What a great reduction in the four months from 22 to 10. So a reduction of 12 millimoles per liter or in milligrams per deciliter, that's a reduction of 216, down from 396 to around 180. That's such a big improvement. You must have just felt great about that. I was doing the happy dance because I thought I worked really hard. I thought they would be excited and they were like, not because it was still 10, it was still too high, still wanted to prescribe metformin and I said, okay. So in the four months, I brought my blood sugar from 22 down to 10 give me another four months and let's see what happens. So left again without going on metformin. And when I went back the second time, I think it was high sevens maybe. Yeah, right. Well, that's another great improvement down from 10 to high sevens or from 180 to around 140s. Again, I was elated because I thought, to me, it's always been my blood sugar. It's not been my weight. My weight's always been a problem. But I knew if my blood sugar was under control, the weight would follow suit. So anyway, I finally stopped going because I found it so depressing every time I went because they were more interested in pushing the medication than they were in helping me control my numbers. So I stopped going. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that, that you felt unsupported. But unfortunately, this is a pretty common story. And so I'm wondering, you stopped going to the diabetic clinic and what, you just kept getting on with life then? Yes. The only thing that I took away from the diabetic clinic that I was going to is once I walked in and they had on a shelf 
They had every fast food drink and they had the actual amount of sugar in each cup so you could see it. I'll never forget it. I'm a very visual person. So that to me, I don't think I ever drank another one of those drinks because you, you just can't. Once you've seen that, you you just think, okay, you're just killing yourself. <laughs> so oh, Yes, I've seen those before and they are really impactful, right? To see all that sugar lined up. So from that point, as you said, you didn't go back to the diabetic clinic and just kept getting on with things. Over the years, you just kind of lose track. And then my mom was diagnosed with uh, having dementia. My dad has macular degeneration, so he's virtually blind. We're trying to keep them at home. COVID hit. I decided that I would retire from teaching. So a lot of big changes in my life. And I did not take care of myself and what I was eating. So it was in that beginning of March that I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to give in and I'm just going to go on metformin. I've just given up. And I don't know what I went on that day, whether it was Instagram or if it was something that popped up on my screen and that's where I saw DMP. Well, how amazing. That was just good timing then, wasn't it? I think things happen for a reason. That's the way I live my life. I don't think it was a mistake. It was meant to happen. And I read through and to me, it just rang true. It just made sense to me. And I was impressed right off the bat that all the steps were, it was so user-friendly. So I remember signing up and thinking, you know, this is 16 weeks out of the rest of my life. And when I decide something, my husband will tell you, I am in with both feet because I, I think you have to give it a fair go. And I thought 16 weeks, I am not going to step out of line. I'm going to do exactly what it says. And I loved every Thursday looking forward to the new emails that would come and it would have something that you learned. And then of course the, the recipes. Yes. And I know you are glad you jumped in because the results you've been sharing have just been fantastic. I've been so excited to read your reports when you've submitted them. Yeah, just huge. And again, it was never the weight, but it was my numbers. And I thought as long as I am checking my numbers and it's coming down, my biggest area before I did DMP was my morning numbers. Could never, ever get them lower in the teens. And when that started happening, it was just nothing else mattered. I was just so excited to get up in the morning and test my blood and have it 6.5 or 6.8. And I'm like, okay, this is so worth it to me. That's fantastic. It's amazing that you've seen that shift in your morning levels from the teens, you said, down to... 6, 6.5, which for our listeners, to put this in perspective, up in the teens would be above 200 milligrams per deciliter. And through our program, you, Wilma, have finally seen those morning numbers reduced below 117 or that 6 to 6.5. Yeah, that's that to me was the most incredible. I can remember being so happy when it was when it would be nine, I would say my husband would get up in the morning and say, guess what? It was a nine. 
you know, and then it went down to the eights and I'm like, wow, it, it just, that to me was the best because I had never in anything that I had tried, was I able to get those morning numbers under control. That's amazing. That's just absolutely fantastic. I'd still like it to get lower for the mornings. And I think as I continue on, because I just figured if I did 16 weeks, I would just do another 16 weeks because it still comes through because I'm a member for a year. So you still look forward to those recipes and trying different things. And, but that's been a big help. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, thank you because it's, only when you come in and actually do it. And that's the thing is if people just take that chance and commit themselves to that 16 weeks and follow the program step by step, because as you said, it's all there. And if people can do that and it's not that difficult, they're pretty much guaranteed to get results. That's what we see if people just do it. If you really want to experience that health shift, you have to commit to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You have to I, I kind of said to my husband when I started, I said, I, I feel like I'm being selfish, but for once I have to put myself first. And that was a hard thing for me, but he's very capable of, of making a meal and looking after himself. And it was more important for him to see me feeling content and feeling happy and seeing results. I mean, you feel like you're being selfish, but you're not really. I mean, looking after yourself is really important because it gives you that I mean, improving your health gives you that energy and drive to be a better person for all those people around you, for your parents you're looking Mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, my weight, yeah, went from when I started this program, I was at 274 and I'm at 222 right now. Like I didn't, I've really never had any problem with cholesterol and I've never really had any problem with blood pressure or anything like that. It's just been my weight. Yeah, well, that's great that you've had a shift in your weight too now. Fantastic. Especially since you said your weight was always a problem. I mean, that's a loss of 52 pounds or 24 kilos, which is really fantastic, Wilma. Well, I was having knee issues. So that's kind of how this all started when they did blood work because I had to get a referral from the doctor. So they said, well, you have to go for blood work first. And that's when this all came out. And it is getting stronger and it is getting better. And I know the weight has made a huge impact having that off. So, Well, that's really great to hear. So it sounds like the DMP or the T2 diet program has really facilitated a big change compared to other things you've tried. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, And I just think it's the tools and, it, and it, it's so user-friendly. Like going to the recipes, having the videos to, to show, because again, being a visual person, it's just nice to see how it's done. And I like to do two, I'm I'm multitasker all the time. So I like to do two or three of them at once and use the oven once. But I also find that the recipes, they're satisfying. I'm not snacking at night when I'm watching television or because I've had a satisfying meal at like 630 and we go to bed by 10.30 and I don't, I don't, not eating. Whereas before when you were eating just comfort food, I would be hungry. You would be looking in the fridge, you know, before bed and you'd look at the clock and you'd know darn well, you should not at 9.30 be eating something because you're going to bed, but you did anyway because you were hungry. Yeah. It just goes to show that when you get the right foods for your body, you're not getting hungry, right? 
I just feel like there's so much variety because that's another thing that I, I kind of got into a rut before that you only ate a certain way. And this, I mean, the variety of, of recipes and, and things to try are, are just endless. Yeah, it's really a really good, good program. Get proven practical support to lower blood sugar, weight, and medication. Check out Dr. Jetta's programs and services at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash programs. And beyond the recipes, were there other things like did the program and the, the videos, the information kind of help you understand your diabetes more and the relationship kind of with your diet as well? Oh, I think so. I think, and it was just, it was just the right amount for each week. Like you didn't feel overwhelmed that you had to watch video after video. Um, and they were just like five minutes, eight minutes or whatever. But in that you, you really learned another step and then you looked forward to the next week, you know? Yeah. Get the reinforcement. So there is one question I'd like to ask you, and what would be your best advice to people wanting to make changes in their lives? Yeah, I I guess I never really identified that I was in a huge depression until I'm now on this side of it looking back to when I started, but it really was because it's kind of a self-pity party that you're (laughs) involved in that you just think it, it's just not worth putting all the effort in. And I would just say, you know what? Look at that 16 weeks. Like 16 weeks went by so quickly because I think I I looked forward to Thursdays coming and getting something new, getting something else that I'm going to learn, and then just watching that week, how it would unfold. And I I just think that that kept me going. Yeah, hopefully people would just really commit. And I, I think that's the thing. People have to come to that realization or, or themselves that this is the time. And I think for me, it was just being as low as I was. I just needed something to say, okay, I'm going to try this and I'm going to do the best that I can and just see what happens in 16 weeks. But I don't think you can push somebody into that. They have to kind of come to that realization, hey, I I want what she's got and hopefully it will work for me too. And we know from the scientific evidence that I've conducted through my randomised control trial and, of course, the real-life evidence that you're sharing today with us, that if people do commit, it is completely worthwhile. And what about the difficulties, Wilma? Did you find things difficult at first? I think the first two or three weeks were difficult because you were doing a complete 180, but just sticking to it and then starting to see those results. And again, it wasn't, wasn't on the scale. That wasn't what I was watching. It was, it was those morning numbers for me. Yeah. It just surprised me. I think that you would get up in the morning and and your blood would be so good in the morning. You think, wow, it would just, I didn't expect that. So And so that was one of the key motivators. I guess she probably saw that relatively early. So even in that first initial challenging few weeks, you saw some improvement in your numbers and would have thought, oh, I've got to keep going. Exactly, exactly. Whereas 
if it's the scale, I mean, you you can go up and down, up and down. And I I didn't want to get onto that bandwagon of having that, that that was my motivation. I didn't want that to be my motivation. So I didn't weigh myself for a long time. Yeah. And, and not that people would say anything at the beginning either until I was starting to really recognize on my clothes that I could tell, okay. Hmm. And then stood on the scale and went, wow, okay, great. <laughs> but again, it was never that it was my numbers and I knew what I was doing for my own health. And I think that was, that was my big motivator. Yeah. And you've gone beyond the 16 weeks now, obviously, like you said, you well, mm-hmm. quite a quite a way past that now. And ha- mm-hmm. are, are you taking this up now like it's a lifestyle now that you're seeing so many improvements in your life? Exactly. And and it's still it's still changing. It's still, I mean, the weight is still coming off. It's it's slower, but I also think that that's a healthy way of doing it, which was never my intent before. When your motivation came from weight. There was always ways that you could, I think, make poor choices to have weight come off, but it would go on twice as fast as it went off. And now I feel like it's just so gradually coming off that it's a healthy way of losing it. And you you start to feel better to to do your walking and and to to get that exercise and feel feel good in your clothes and feel good in your body again. Yeah, definitely. And I just love how when people follow the program, they don't necessarily expect to lose weight, but it's something that effortlessly seems to happen. And it's just such a wonderful thing to hear about too. And more importantly, people keep that weight off as well, which is really important and something you emphasized about that happening over time, which is really important too. Before we close off today, Wilma, do you have anything else you want to share? Now I recognize that how my blood sugar was so high really affected how I was dealing with just the day-to-day things. Because now if my blood sugar is, is higher than than normal for whatever reason, I can really feel that. And I think you become more in tune of, of how your body should should be reacting to things and and I, I think when when you've got all the multiple things like your weight and your your blood sugar and all those things that are not going in the right direction, you're not feeling good and you're not making good choices. But on the other side of it, it just feels so good to finally to be in control of it and know that you can keep doing it and now well congratulations and thank you so much for sharing your time with me. Okay. Thank you for all that you've done for the program and, and yeah, just everything that you do, it's noticed and it's appreciated. Thank you very much. Thank you. I just want to say thank you so much to Wilma for coming on Type 2 Diabetes Talk to share her story and for being so honest and open about the challenges she's faced personally on her journey. And for all of us, it is a journey, but I hope hearing this has provided some great insights and inspiration to you to take a positive step forward for yourself and make your health a priority. I would also encourage you to share this episode with friends, 
family, colleagues, acquaintances, or anyone you can think of who may need some inspiration, because it may just be the first step in a new journey for them too. Tell them to visit type2diabetestalk.com forward slash seven, where they can access the episode. Or of course, you can also share this episode from your favorite podcast platform. If you're one of our members and have a story yourself, please don't be shy. We'd love to hear from you and have you as a guest on the show too. So send us an email anytime by replying to the member emails or by visiting type2diabetestalk.com. Being that we are at the peak of the year, I find that many people are still getting past the festive season. And one of the biggest challenges is overcoming the sugar cravings. If that's the case for you, then you'll want to tune in to next week's episode, where I'll be covering seven highly effective ways to tame your cravings. And one of them is as close as you'll get to a magic pill. Curious to learn more? Be sure to tune in next week. That's all for now. Dr. Jetta, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to Type 2 Diabetes Talk. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And for episode replays, episode notes, and more, visit type2diabetestalk.com. New episodes are available Tuesdays, 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, or your time zone equivalent. Thanks again. We're truly grateful to be a part of your life and help make a real difference.